0: Welcome to Sober Solutions. We are a weekly recovery podcast, not affiliated with any particular 12 step or recovery program. However, you may hear us mention them. My name is Jason and I'm an alcoholic and addict.
1: My name is Chris and I'm an alcoholic and addict.
0: My name is Ben, I'm an alcoholic and addict. And welcome back to Sober Solutions Podcast. Tonight is episode 42. And I am very excited about this episode because we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have Anthony M from Philadelphia who just happens to be my sponsee. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Hey, Jason, I'm doing good, how about you? I'm doing fantastic. It's really, really great to have you on the program. We're very excited to hear a little bit more about you. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, I'm very excited. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Why don't you tell the viewers a little bit about yourself? So right now I um, live a pretty good life. I have a
2: partner of 16 years. We um, we have a wonderful little poodle named Casey. So overall, good. I mean, I have a good job that I really love. I work in sales, selling health and beauty products. Um, So life overall is pretty good for me. I recently celebrated one year of sobriety from alcohol. Very happy about that. Um, you know, that's uh it, it's been definitely a challenging uh year trying to, you know, work through that whole process. Um some of my back history, I guess, is you know, I started um drinking, I guess, at an early age, you know, 14, 15 years old. It was pretty normal where I grew up. Um, everybody kind of did that. Um So it wasn't anything out of the ordinary, but for me, you know, as it, as it developed through the years, I, what I found is that alcohol wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't getting me where I wanted to go in life. You know, it was kind of holding me back. It was more of a hurdle than anything else. So that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to, um, you know, try the sobriety thing out and see how I feel. So it's something that I, as I said, I, I, sober now for a year and um it's been really great I just feel great I feel so much better um I'm not as held back in so many different ways I don't feel you know the physical burden of waking up with a hangover or worrying about like what I did last night what I said um so it just feels really great to be able to I don't know, just live like a better lifestyle, live in a, a lifestyle
0: of gratitude and happiness and all that. So what is it that made you think to yourself the first time, wow, I need to stop. I need to start changing something. You know, it was, I think it was a pretty simple thing. It was just that I wasn't happy with the life that I was living
2: um, overall. You know, it wasn't like I had these, these instances where I felt like, you know, one of the things I struggle with in this, on this journey is that sometimes I compare myself to what other people's stories are, you know, when they feel like they hit rock bottom, they've lost everything. They've gotten to this point where, you know, they're, I don't know, they hit rock bottom. And I've never felt like that. I felt like my life um, has always been pretty good. It's. Even, I mean, from the outside looking in, it looks like just even better. It's gotten better. I've been successful in my career. I've been um, been able to maintain a long-term relationship. I have great friends, a great um, network of people in my life. But, you know, there was always something there kind of holding me back from achieving that next level of happiness and just kind of, you know, there is a sadness to it when you um, are over-consuming alcohol maybe, um, where you know there's more, and you know that there's um, more out there and more that you want to achieve in your, in your life. So, yeah, I just got to the point where, you know, and this isn't anything new. I, you know, sobriety is something that I have kind of dipped my toe in for several years. I remember the first time when I tried to get sober was over 10 years ago. And I, um, I I, I was able to get sober back then. I got sober for a whole year and I stopped drinking. And then I got to a point where I felt, oh, you know, I'm good. I'm cured. I can handle this. I can do it. So I, you know, I picked up drinks again and then it kind of got to the same patterns where, you know, it wasn't like I was getting out of control, you know, driving drunk or crazy things like that. But I was just gotten to the same habits of drinking often and then, not, um, you know, worrying about like what I was doing with my life, you know, worrying what situations I was getting myself into. So, you know, throughout the, those past 10 years, I've, I've been off and on, you know, where I've been drinking a lot here. And then maybe there are periods where I'm not drinking at all, where I take a couple months off. You know, I always kind of joke that I, I used it um, like an alcohol and sobriety as like a weight loss plan where I would um, go for a couple months of being sober, like lose weight, feel like going to the gym, getting myself in a good place, and then kind of fall off that and get back into those old habits and like gain a few pounds and then not feel good about myself and kind of um, teeter back into it. I've come to realize that's not really healthy. It's more about um, the, you know, that, the physiological, I guess, side effects of of the whole thing and what that puts on your body. Um, I, you know, this last time in January of last year when I decided to um, try sobriety, again, it was, um, I I changed the way I, I, I did it. You know, I wasn't thinking about, oh, I need to just lose a couple pounds. I'm like, I need to change my whole way of thinking and change my life. And, you know, I saw a therapist for the first time in my life. I went and I went to AA meetings and started um, working in the program, meeting great people that kind of helped me. You know, I really wanted to understand, you know, what are the reasons why I'm
0: drinking? So you mentioned that you're doing some things differently this time, you know, uh, going to meetings, um, you know, really kind of taking on sobriety in a different way what else for you has changed is it you know consequences are different or you know just your mentality towards it is different or what would you identify as this is what i had to do different than any other time that i've tried to stop drinking before
2: yeah i had to really think about it as a lifestyle change i guess um you know one of the things that was very, there were a couple of things that were really helpful to me. One of them was living in the moment, the current moment, because I've always been really big into what, thinking about the past and what could have been and the could have, would have, should have, and thinking about the future about like, Oh, what am I going to do in two years? Am I not going to be drinking when I go on vacation? So that was one thing and really just reevaluate my priorities, you know, going through the program. You know you just kind of see it's like doing an analysis of yourself and your personality and understanding all your flaws all your shortcomings all the things you resent um and why those things may lead you to abuse alcohol abuse drugs whatever what have you and really having to face all that and really take a look in the mirror and understand you know these are the things that um are affecting that affect my life and how I react and I have to make a conscious effort to change them. And so that's a lot of what I've done is do that, understand those behaviors and be able to change my path when I need to. And then also really living in gratitude. That's been, I would say the key for me, you know, really trying to focus on the things that I'm grateful for every day. And, and that, and that really, I mean, it's important, especially in those days where really feeling down having negative thoughts that's when you really need to be thinking about your gratitude you know when you're faced with the hardest things in life when you have to cross those bridges i mean um that's when you're most susceptible to kind of relapse and go for fall out of your sobriety so it's important to really get grounded in things that you're grateful for because no matter what you know you always have a choice and you always have a path you can take So it's important to really um, know that and recognize that and be able to identify that and have a top mind.
1: I think, you know, I'm listening to your story. One thing that I really like and you don't hear very often is kind of what you were saying in the beginning is, you know, you didn't hit that rock bottom. And everyone that we have on this show, including myself, talks about how they basically hit a rock bottom and how they had to get sober, whether it was a mental, physical, uh, you know, a legal reason. And, you know, if I could push a message onto people, it would be that you can stop drinking. You can live a, you know, recovery lifestyle and better your life. Um, You know, you were talking about how, you got better at your job uh, with sales. Um, you know, you got better. Uh, you talked a lot about the physical attributes and how that helped and it's something we definitely don't hear a lot. Um, so I, I guess, and I know you mentioned it briefly, did you ever have, I guess, any, outside influences um i know that you didn't hit that rock bottom but did you ever have like family members saying you should get help or was it really just you thought you know it wasn't bettering my life at that time
2: yeah it's interesting um you know saying that i haven't hit rock bottom it's kind of um i guess that's questionable because i think rock bottom looks different for everybody Um, and I didn't hit a rock bottom where, you know, I had no other choice and I needed to do this or, you know, I was going to go to jail or, you know, I was going to lose my, my whole life, everybody around me. I didn't get faced with those choices. It was more of me not wanting to live in this mental state where I wasn't, I mean, it was really about happiness for me. Like I wasn't happy. Um, and you know, alcohol is a depressant, so it doesn't help out in that instance, but um, yeah, I mean, it was that—that that was my rock bottom because I, I continue living this life surrounded by people that are not great for me, that don't have my best interests in mind. Being depressed or sad and miserable, and that's not a good existence to live. So for me, that is rock bottom because I want to be happy. I want to live that life. But I um, You mm-hmm. mentioned like my job. Yeah, that was another thing. It was like my job performance just improved like overnight, the things that I'm able to do and go after. I'm not like all bogged down in my own mental and kind of, um yeah, it's really mental. I mean, we all live on our own mental cage that we're fighting. And, you know, you have to, you have to be able to um, put up a good fight, especially when you're in those types of situations. And then you also asked about people, um, wanting me to go um, get help, and that wasn't something that I was faced with. And you know, compared to other people in my life, family, friends, people viewed me as having my stuff together more than other people. So they never like said, "Oh, Anthony, you need to go and and get help." No, it's always the other person next to me that probably needed to get it more. Um, in other people's eyes, that's what people say when they. I've told them, like, oh yeah, I'm sober. And they're like, oh, why you out of everybody? I feel like this such and such person that's in your family needs to go do that, not you. Because, you know, I I've been able to put forth, you know, a good image of of how I'm living my life. But um, yeah, it was really me. You know, you always do, you do get comments from the people that are closest to you every now and again where it's like, uh they they'll throw it in your face like oh yeah have another drink or whatever and that kind of weighs on you a little bit but it wasn't like oh you need to go do this it was more it was definitely something I wanted to do for myself and I mean I think that's something else that's helpful with my uh, program is that I want this more than anything it isn't that I'm being forced to do it Um, people are pressuring me to do it I want to do it Um, and I want to make those changes so I think it definitely has a different impact on um what do you do.
1: That's definitely inspiring. Um, you know, one thing that you, you mentioned that I resonate with a lot is you were worried about, uh, a vacation in two years that you might not be able to drink at. And, you know, I'd say through the first six months of this podcast, I was very open about in the future, not knowing if I would drink or not. Um, my, I even hate using this term, but my drug of choice was opiates. And, you know, I would still say that I never really had a drinking problem. Not that I can't develop one, but I was so consumed with thinking about the future. And honestly, about one time a year, Christmas Eve, when my family drinks and ironically, my wife had COVID and I missed Christmas Eve this year, but, um, it's just amazing that, you know, you think about these things that are so far out that have no effect on you today, or I should say that have no effect on me today. And I definitely resonated with that. Um, I guess, has your mind kind of changed in your thought process through this last year about thinking, projecting out, you know, a year, two years, whatever it is in the future?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's changed somewhat, but it's not perfect either. Um, i do i try to live in that moment i say listen i am not promising that i'm going to be sober for the rest of my life i want to be sober today i'm going to be sober tomorrow i know that but outside of that i don't know i don't i mean i can't predict the future and i don't know what's going to come and i'm not putting that pressure on myself either you know i have to live in this moment right now but i still you know i i understand what you're talking about with like christmas eve i haven't had any real cravings to drink at all except like new year's eve came around i'm celebrating with friends very low-key people are drinking champagne and doing all their stuff and you know i kind of thought to myself damn it would be really nice to just be able to drink and like kind of let loose and enjoy myself a little bit but then you think back to like what that will the domino effect of what will happen from that and that's what i i think i'm really grounded in the fact that i know my personality and i am all in or i'm all out um there's no in between no middle ground with me so i know if i am drinking like i'm going hard i'm going in and it's not going to be you know talk about progression it, it'll progress and i know where i'll be i've i've walked that a few times so i know but um i still do you know i don't i try not to worry about the vacations in the future like for instance i was thinking about like oh i'm gonna get married i'm like what am i gonna i i my, you know i was just taking a walk and thinking through this i'm like, I'm gonna get married you know so i'm not gonna drink at my wedding i'm not gonna have champagne maybe i could just have one glass maybe i could just drink that day and you know i'm going through all these stupid scenarios in my head and i'm like you know why i mean what is alcohol going to provide on that day other than make me act like an asshole maybe have a hangover get out of control feel sick I mean, I don't need it to have a good time. I, I understand that. So it's like, oh, no, I could just, you know, drink some sparkling water instead for a toast or something. It's funny because, you know, when I was drinking, I was always the life of the party, I must say. And even sober, I'm still the life of the party compared to a lot of other people. So I've proven that part, I, I guess. So I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about it anymore. I don't have that pressure of, I need to go out and have fun and be the life of the party with anybody. Like I'm going out, I'm doing me. I'm happy. I feel more confident in what I'm doing and the people that I'm with. Like, I don't, I don't have that pressure. I'm just, you know, trying to be a good person and trying to live a good life.
0: Anthony, I I think that's so true. You know, just knowing you for the time that I have, you really do show up as your authentic self. You know, you said that you were the life of the party then, and you're the life of the party now. And I I think that's wonderful. And, you know, that's, that's something that I reflect on a lot, too, is that I didn't get sober to be boring. I didn't get sober to be miserable. I got sober to live a life. And now I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I know that's so cliche to say, but it's so true at the same time, you know. Um, you know, I want to touch on something you mentioned that you, uh, would always use sobriety and then, um, go back out and then sobriety as like a health phase, you know, to kind of get back into shape or, you know, feel healthier. Um, but now, as I understand it, you're doing a health challenge right now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? (laughs) Yeah. Funny you bring that up. I am, um,
2: I am doing a little bit of a challenge. You know, this is one of the things that comes with sobriety. I think is that you have the confidence and, um, I don't know. I guess the mental clarity to want to do other things. And this is something I would never imagine doing a year or two years ago. But I'm doing um, a push-up challenge in January. Um, so it's over ten days. It ends in two days, actually. So I'm I'm raising. I'm, my goal is to reach a thousand push-ups over those ten days. I'm working very hard to shatter those goal- goals and um collecting donations um, and people are sponsoring me per push-up, et cetera. So I'm really excited about that. So I'm doing this and it's going to benefit, I picked four different charities because, you know, got to go big or go home, right? So I'm um, benefiting the World Food Program USA, which they're doing a lot of great work all over the world to feed people that are facing hunger especially places like Southern Madagascar, where they're on the brink of a famine right now. Um, the ASPCA, because we love our furry friends. Uh, St. Jude's uh, Research Hospital, um, which is a great charity, which I, um, I've i donated to in the past, but I really just wanted to try to bring some more um, more financial support there. And then Lastly, also the um, Mazzoni Center in Philadelphia because they do a lot of great work for the LGBTQ community um, with healthcare and behavioral health, and um, I think they're just a wonderful organization. So I'm doing that, um, and I would have never, you know, I would have never even thought outside of, oh, you know, I need to go to the bar tonight and have a good time and do this. No, now I'm kind of thinking bigger than that, thinking outside of just myself and what's going to benefit myself. So. I am um, very sore, and I've never—I haven't done this many push-ups in ever in my life.
0: How but many? T- how many have you
2: done so far? Um, so, I started earlier in the month, just trying to like get myself up. I think total, I'm, I'm over like 1,100, and then for the actual challenge itself, right now I'm at 740. Um, so I still have That's amazing. Hun- Thank you, a few hundred more to go. Uh, if I want to get to that goal. So
0: I am looking forward to it though. And you've had many people donate to your, to the, uh, challenge so far. How much have you collected so far? I've collected, uh, 20, just over
2: $2,700. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. People have been so generous and kind and, you know, just, you know, you do something like this and it really renews your faith in the world that people are really out there and they are, you got to choose kindness (laughs) and people do. It's awesome.
1: You know, I got to know, uh, Jason through rehab and his, um, his program now and kind of just his commitment towards recovery is very inspiring to me. Um, you know, I, I sometimes get jealous of how he's able to dive in and, you know, everyone's program's different. I have, you know, a couple kids at home, but anyway, when, whenever I'm down, I definitely give him a call. So I'm interested in the, the inside scoop of Jason as a sponsor. Um, can you kind of walk us through, I I guess, you know, obvious, I would say he's probably an amazing sponsor, but kind of walk us through his process techniques, um, you know, anything you can touch on for the viewers, because we really don't talk about that too much. Yeah, well, you definitely
2: hit the nail on the head. He has an amazing sponsor. I, um, I'll just kind of set it up like this. I um, was in a meeting and he was chairing it. This was very early in last year in my um, sobriety. And I was, you know, it was early in the program. I wanted to find a sponsor. And he was, he's just like, has so much energy and he just, he was somebody that looked like he had a shit together like so much. He just, I mean, he he was so buttoned up. He was, you know, so just like, it it seemed like a brilliant soul. So I remember, um, we connected after that meeting and he was like, I can help connect you to a sponsor or like, what about you? Like, so, you know, that we just kind of hit off, but, um, you know, in the program itself, he, um, he is really i would say i I don't have anything to compare it to because i've never worked with another sponsor before um but i'm sure um he just does an incredible job because he's very thorough um he's not um trying to think he's you know he he's very smart too so he when you're asking questions if you're reading through like the book He knows the answers. He has a perspective on it. So it's really exciting. Um, Yeah, no, but he's just been wonderful. So supportive. He knows his stuff. He's he's also very, he's hard. He's not a softie for sure. I mean, he challenges you. He pushed me through um, the whole program. He wasn't just going to let me like kind of phone it in. You know, I had to really push myself in times when I didn't want to, and I didn't want to dig that deep and get to that level. But he made me do it um, even more than I think today that I needed to. But, you know, that's besides the point. Um, I'm glad that I did regardless. And um, so, yeah, it's just been it's been a great journey. He is just as awesome as you would think he is to work with that closely.
1: Early in the call uh, today, Jason mentioned that you guys do monthly sober sibling calls. Um, maybe can you touch on that? Cause a lot of our viewers are early in their, uh, recovery stage, so they might not know what these, what these things are.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, really it's just, um, I mean, w- what it is to me is really about building a support network, um, and finding other people that, you know, you can rely on and call on and whether it's just people that you're meeting or people that, You know, we all have a common connection, which is Jason. Um, But, you know, it's been really great because you have those people when, say, for instance, you are having a a weak moment and you need somebody to call and maybe your sponsor isn't there um, or isn't available. You know, we all have crazy lives. So you have four other people that you can call in an instant. Or, you know, we're on a text chain every day. So we're talking... um, every day and we're able to touch base and just check in see how people are doing you know through the high moments the low moments at all it's it's really great to just have that support and that's really what it is i mean i think early in the programs it's important to um build build out that um support network early and not just with you know the if i was going to give newcomers advice I think it's easy to just identify with the newcomers in the program and try to attach yourself and kind of be there for each other, which I think is great and that's a great element, but you also have to connect with those people that have been sober for a long time if you want to be successful because they have a lot of, um, you know, that life experience with it, knowledge, and a more under their belt and they can really give you a lot of guidance and a lot of support that you're not, and think about things that you're not even thinking about yet, you know, so. That's, I mean, it really is just about building a great support network and having people there for you.
0: Well, Anthony, you know, I just want to acknowledge you for all of the work that you've done over this last year. Um, As I've said to you, and I will say again, I've been here along the journey with you just for the ride. You know, you have done all of the work and I'm so proud of you for it. You have grown so much over this last year. Um, probably in ways that you probably don't even realize yet. Uh, but the promises have really started showing up in your life. And I know that you're going to be an amazing sponsor one of these days. So I just want to really congratulate you. So as you think about, you know, the, these people who are early on in their recovery, because, you know, that's who we like to focus on, on this show. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? Um... You know, I think you have to trust the process,
2: follow the process. It's there for a reason. Um, and you just you do when they say, surrender yourself to the program, you really do have to do that. Um, and the other thing, if I had to do like bullet point B is that, um, take what you need and leave the rest because you do have to surrender yourself to the process, but not everything's going to work for everybody. Um, so you just have to make sure that, um, take what
0: you need and leave the rest. Awesome, Anthony. Well, again, thank you so much for your time tonight. It was really great to have you on the show and, uh, we'll be seeing you for your one year celebration tomorrow. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I am so proud of that kid. You know, he, he came on and there was hesitation at first, you know, there really was And, and he acknowledged that, but he said that I, I pushed him to the program and, and I just want to reiterate that it's him that did all the work. You know, I was there to guide him and I was there to point things out to him. And at times I was there to challenge him to his old thinking, but he did all the work. He really got there and he's really just just skyrocketing in his recovery.
1: Yeah. You could tell that Anthony really wanted it. I mean, he, he wanted it without, and you know, obviously everyone's rock bottom is different. And I even hate that term. I've, I've said it before, but to, to recognize that your life isn't going as well as it could without alcohol is just so emotionally mature. And then actually putting in the the immense amount of work that it takes to get to where he is, is very impressive.
0: Absolutely. When he said, I want this, that is just the true indicator of what solid recovery is really about. You know, it, it just changes your whole mentality around how you recover. I know that happened for me. You know, for the first 10 years that I was trying to, quote unquote, get sober because I was never working a program, I was never doing the steps, I didn't want it for me. You know, I wanted it for all the other things like a job or a partner or my parents. But the moment that I said, I want this for me, that's when everything changed for me, you know. And and the other thing that he mentioned is when he gets married. Um, I think I shared this with him before, but I remember distinctly. And as he was telling that story, I was sitting at the table during my wedding and the champagne came around and everyone was drinking around me. And at that time I was quote unquote sober, but I still snuck a glass of champagne and I got halfway through it. And I was like, I'm supposed to not be drinking. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And it just, Sobriety ruins your drinking and, and for good cause, you know, because that just led me down all of these loopholes and, and you know, well, if I do this, but I don't do that, then I'm, am I still sober? And, you know, now having that commitment to it has changed everything. And, and I've gone through weddings and birthdays and to clubs and to parties and to all these different things without drinking now. And it's so different because I don't want to. You know, it's not that I don't need to, it's, I don't want to, because it's not going to add anything to it. He said it himself. He's the life of the party now when he's sober, you know? And I just think that really sums up, sums up his character.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how lately when I go to these events, whether big or small, I, I have so much fun and I'm not drinking because I'm present. I'm able to spend time with kids, have conversations. I'm not worried about, Hey, where's my next glass of wine coming or this, that, and the other. And, you know, there's a big trend, at least for the people that I follow, it's called the 30 day challenge and it's remove alcohol from your life for 30 days and journal during that process and see if your life becomes better. And all of the people that I follow, all the, you know, they're all mentioning all these great things. And I wish we can communicate that to younger people to not that everyone has to be sober but that your life can get better without alcohol and you can be more present you can be healthier you can do all these great things and you know we did this episode on the what ifs uh recently and you know i was thinking after that episode like what if i went through 4 years of college without drinking what would my life have been like there and i know it's not healthy to you know, really dive into that. But, you know, if I were to really communicate to some younger people, I would just challenge them, like, is alcohol helping you right now?
0: It's a really big question. And a really important one, because, man, if I had to answer that question, it it never really helped me, except in a way to start ruining my life, you know, act stupid and do dumb things. And You know, it's a huge question, it's a huge question. Well, I think that's a great place to stop. I know uh, you're just recovering from COVID and I really wanna say thanks again, Anthony. And as always, each and every one of our episodes is dedicated to the still sick and suffering alcoholic and addict, especially the individual who's gonna pick up for the first time tonight. Have a great night. Have a good night. We appreciate your liking and subscribing to our podcast. If you liked what you heard today and would like to support our podcast feel free to venmo a dollar to our virtual basket at sober solutions podcast we want to hear from you too if you have a comment question topic or would like to come on the show find us on instagram facebook or youtube at sober solutions podcast or you can shoot us an email to sober solutions podcast at gmail.com find us on apple podcast and spotify and if you like what you've heard Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show.